Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It ain't easy now. How could I move forward when I keep looking backward? I'm just standing still. How can I fight this obsession? Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Behind the Steel Curtain Editor Dave Schofield coming at you. It's Tuesday evening. It's it's 10 after 9 Pittsburgh time. Oh, well. Um, sorry, but when there's 61 runs scored in your softball game, it runs a little bit late. So uh, that's just kind of how it goes, which I didn't even get to tell my brother about that game or anything. But with me, as always, is my big brother, Rich. Rich, how are you? Oh, I'm doing just great, Tim. I must say that um, we talked a little last week, you and I, and I've decided now that there's something about our podcast. <laughs> I was going to bring it. been moving and shaking it. between the, the podcast before ours and the podcast after ours. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the two live ones. It's like everything's been happened in the time frame, whether it be right before or right after our podcast, things have been happening. Yeah. It's us. Some of it's, it we speak really into us. existence. Some of it That's seems correct. like we speak in, you know, we're like, oh, Minka Fitzpatrick's going to get a deal, but don't worry if it's not right away. Boom, it was right away. I mean, I was saying, I wasn't, I didn't want people to get upset. Oh, why hasn't the Minka deal happened yet? I don't think anyone was thinking, gee, this took too long. No. I mean, anyone who really knows anything about the situation knew that was early, and that's great. That's fantastic. Now Minka just has to worry about football, and that's it. I love it. So there we go there. 
we've got to figure every week we've got to talk about something that we've got to speak into existence. So um, even though they dismissed 20 of the 24 cases, <laughs> let's go ahead and suspend Deshaun Watson for the season. We'll bring that up. Maybe that'll happen no, in the next no, no, 24 no, no, hours. No, 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 no. <laughs> suspend Deshaun Watson indefinitely. Indefinitely. It there will end go. up being a one-year suspension. <laughs> yeah. The, let's just call it indefinitely for now. Yeah. Don't miss a year. The brands are the brands. Yeah. Not even a subject I want to talk about. Don't want to talk about it. It's not Steelers. But if we're going to speak things into existence, let's speak something else good. There you go. Like, like that. You know, it was, you know, and it's also the breaking news because the whole Omar Khan thing came out during our show. We were trying, I'm trying to still host a show and confirm that it was, right. a, that it was yep. a legitimate source. I'm just like, well, I'll tell you about it, but I, I can't confirm it. But that's what it was. But today... This wasn't even what we were going to talk about. I had another not- subject in mind. We'll, we might even talk about that other subject uh, later in the show, but we, we had to lead off with the Steelers. They added a 90th player to their roster today. Um, and usually when you're thinking, oh, you're adding player number 90, you're thinking about a guy that's, you know, oh, will, will they make the first cut after the first preseason game? Because, yes, for those of you that don't know, they each team will be cutting five players after week one of the preseason, five players after week two of the preseason, and then all the way down to 53 after the third week of the preseason. So there are some incremental cuts this year. There was last year as well. Um, but, no, it's not a player that you've got to wonder if they'll make it to that first preseason game or if they'll make it past that first preseason game. Steelers went out and said, you know what? Let's do it. And they decided that they wanted an upgrade at the top of their defensive line depth chart. Not the very top, not the very top. No one's knocking Cam Hayward off there. No. But towards the top, meaning at the top, meaning starting caliber players, the Steelers signed defensive lineman Larry Okunjobi to a one-year contract. There was no breaking news podcast from Behind the Steel Curtain because I was walking out the door when the news came, and I was just hoping that Jeff could get the um, could good could grab the article for me. I meant to actually try to get one ready in case and he signed. We could talk about that. yeah because it happened yeah. later in the day. We knew we could talk about it tonight. So well, I sure. thought maybe I thought maybe it would happen tomorrow during the day. I didn't I didn't expect it at just before six o'clock. I thought after 4 o'clock, I'm like, oh, well, maybe they'll work something out. Maybe it'll be tomorrow. Now it came out later. And and it wasn't just that it was reported. It was reported, and then shortly after, it was announced by the Steelers. So we, as a, as a site that re- reports the news, as we say, we're a secondhand news site. We get the news from other people that have the news inside the Steelers. A lot of times we'll say about reports, this wasn't a report. By the time we started writing the article to the time it was done, it was announced by the Steelers. Um, We can't say. uh, Hold hold, hold on just a second. I I, I do have to break in here and do do something. Uh, I'm now going to do my best Tony Defio. Okay. Okay. I'm waiting for the best Tony Before I say this, before I say this. I want everybody to know, you know, I'm going to preface this with what I'm about to say is not true. Please don't anybody think it, you know, anything like that. But this will be my best Tony Defio, where I then then turn and say, and in related news, Mason Rudolph has requested a trade. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm glad you promised that beforehand. Yes, because of the whole, um, Okanjobi was the other player 
that was involved in the I still am calling that a beatdown um that occurred. Well, I'm calling at it the, the attempted end. murder. Well no, I call it a beatdown. I'm not talking about swinging the helmet. I'm talking about what Marquis Pouncey did afterwards. Yeah. You know, and that's and Oak and Joby then got in on that. Um I don't even know if he saw everything that happened before. I'm hoping, you know, have some discussions, water under the bridge. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see um, if that <laughs> – I'm sorry. I would love someone to ask the question. So uh, did you happen to hear something from Mason Rudolph that he was accused of saying? Now I want to know what he has uh, to say. Yeah. Well, uh, the other thing I also have to say is, you, you know who you know who can Joe be signing with next year? He has one year deal with the Steelers. He has to move on to Baltimore. He has to make the complete AFC North rounds because he went Cleveland last year with Cincinnati. Now he's in Pittsburgh. Um, now I don't we I don't know, but let me ask the question that's the title of the show, and then we can move on from there. Are the Steelers' defensive line concerns now a thing of the past? And when I say concerns, some people weren't concerned about the Steelers' defensive line, but plenty of people were. Do you think those concerns have now been put to rest? There will still be – there are still going to be some folks out there that say there's still concerns. But yeah. I always look at it similar to what you were just saying as we came on. When you can add a basically starter-level talent where, mm-hmm. it, you know, the question is going to be, is he starter or is he that first rotational guy in? You know, you, you think yep. about that. Yeah. When, when you have taken – your your depth chart and you know let's say the Steelers let's say the Steelers go seven deep in defensive line. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you take a guy that's going to be then in the top automatically is slated into that top four. Mm-hmm. You did good. That's good. Especially when there's no question who your top one is. So really take yeah. Cam out of the equation. You're looking at another six guys probably for the defensive line and, and you've got a guy then that, that, that pencils in in the top half of that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, he's a guy, he, you know, he, he played, um, he only played one postseason game last year with the Bengals. Did he get hurt? That's one thing that I haven't been able to to to, to look and well, yeah, find he ended out up about. he ended up having the, the foot surgery, which is why he didn't get the why he okay. Built the well, that's why he didn't have the, fit, okay. the Bears. So he played in the one game of the, he got hurt in their first playoff game. Okay, that's what I couldn't remember of exactly exactly what what happened um, at the end there. So because like I said, yeah, he went on IR January seventeenth. So that's so that was one of those things. But when that name came well, up, and I saw some. I, I, mean, I don't know he even, and I'm not going back and looking through the live chat. Somebody's like, "Well, you know, it's a really good deal because you know the guy filled the physical for the three year contract." It's like, yeah. well, yeah, that's why the Steelers didn't offer him a three year contract because you're not going yeah. to pay out that kind of money for somebody that may still have some lingering questions. Yes, like the Steelers, no matter what, weren't going to go out to to uh, Tyson and say, oh, hey, look, we know you got one year left. Let's go ahead and extend that and give you two years. Well, no, the dude's coming off an injury. You wouldn't even And he's 35. <laughs> Forget the 35 yeah. part. Yeah, the dude's the coming off an injury. You wouldn't yeah. even do yeah. that. Yeah. So to me, it makes sense. Steelers brought him in. I'm sure they gave him the physical. Does he potentially still have some limitations because of that? Yes. 
and he's and he's and that's why you're not pay, giving him a three year contract. You're giving him a one year contract. Yeah. So that then if he comes out and everything's good, then he's getting that two or three year contract from somebody next year, whether that be the Steelers or somebody else. And and if he does get a big deal somewhere else, that can Stop enter it. into the to the common the compensatory exactly. formula. But remember. The Steelers have to lose more players than what they gain, and we'll see what how everything plays out next offseason just because the Steelers could lose two guys to really big contracts. They could lose two guys to really big contracts, but if they sign five, they're nowhere close. They're, they, they, you can't, all you have to do is sign three unless they consider it so much of a net loss and no one else um, has – that's more. I can get more into that in Stat Geek. I'll definitely do that there <laughs> as things go on. I don't want to lose this Sean Manahan. Yep. $2 a dip jar. Thank you, Sean. Says, now we need RB2. David Johnson says he's interested. Yes. That was it. That was when when that happened with David Johnson. Was that over the weekend? I, I, my days are getting all confused. Yeah, I keep thinking so today's I, Monday. I think that, I'm <laughs> thinking maybe it was there somewhere. Yeah. So, because, I mean, of course I'm confused because – you know, I, I feel like I hadn't talked to you in a week, but really, I was at your house on Saturday. So we, we got right. to catch up on all kinds of good stuff. But when it came come to this, and I remember seeing that with David Johnson, they're like, oh, what about the Steelers? He's like, oh, interesting. I keep saying that the Steelers are going to add uh, a vet running back. It's going to be someone that has to understand their role behind Najee Harris. And the later you go into the year and closer to the training camp, the more when a player's not signed, they're they're going to become more accepting of that role, in my opinion. Overall generalization. You know, you can't say for everybody. What what are your thoughts with this, Rich? Since since we got First it. First of here. all, I, I liked how you how you put that. Now, David Johnson says he's interested. Okay. I can see why David Johnson would say he's interested. David Johnson's kind of been bouncing around here a little bit. He's not really landed into anything good. I, and I think he's at an age now where he realizes I'm willing to take that RB2 role, get, you know, somewhere from between four and eight touches a game and be there to plug into more if the number one guy gets dinged up. Yeah. I, you know, he, I think he, Knows and understands that, which is why he potentially came out when, like you said, like whenever it was, was it this weekend? Was it yesterday? Was it Friday? I don't know. Whatever it was that he'd have some interest there. I can see why he'd say that because he would understand. Yeah. He would understand his role. And if he understands that role already, I would hope the Steelers would at least open some lines of communication to him. And the other question is, how much is he expecting to get paid in that role? Correct. Because now we don't know what Okunjobi is getting paid for one year. Uh, I don't even want to estimate. I don't. I he his original deal to go to the Bears was three years, forty. I think forty point five, forty point four, something like that. Millions because it was it was a good charge. Yeah, it it was it was. I think it was thirteen point five a season. So that would put it at forty point five. I might be slightly off of that. It was really close to forty. Um, I, the Steelers did not pay $13 million for one year. You, you, you don't do it that way. Here's what's interesting. Kevin Colbert said they weren't going to use void years. If they are using void years, which I'm still a big fan of not using them, don't push it in the road. That means what he makes this year is what he counts on the cap. There's, there, you know, he's, there's no way he was signing for, uh, I don't think he's signing for a veteran minimum salary benefit. Cause that's, 
pay, basically paying him the minimum plus $130-some-thousand signing bonus. I don't see that. But I also don't see it – I mean, I don't think it's – I really don't know. I, I really want to get these numbers. Right. I want to get the numbers. Because people – remember, yeah, the, yeah, the Steelers – oh, they have 20-whatever million in cap space. There's a lot that they still have to pay for. I was I, I, the more I look at my numbers and, and go and look at things, the more the Steelers need for going into the season because you've got to carry more going into the season because of the practice squad elevations. That's extra money you got to pay towards the salary cap. Um, the the minimum salaries have gone up over the last few years, big time with this CBA. So therefore. You've got to carry a little bit more money in. You've got at least not I, I not at least around two million after displacement of what Kenny Pickett's going to cost. Then you've got your final two guys on the roster that'll count once they go down to fifty three. You've got a sixteen man practice squad. Everyone loves the sixteen man practice squad, but the problem is that adds four more salaries that go on the salary cap, which goes with this because Michael Maui brought this up. With a seventeen game season, they should expand the roster to sixty. That has to be something done early, early, early in the offseason because of the impl- implementations, uh, the impl- sorry, implementations, implications of the salary cap. That's seven more salaries you have to add to your salary cap. And they're not necessarily all going to be minimum guys. So unless the unless the NFL is going to do something where your bottom you, where your bottom seven guys don't count towards the salary cap, which doesn't sound like a very NFL move. Um, you know, that that's, there's a lot of logistics to just going to that uh, when it comes to the cap and things um, that, that would have to be done before new league year. I'm I'd be okay with them expanding the roster, at least a little bit, at least go to 55. Some people thought they went to 55 a couple years ago. They didn't. That would have to do with the practice squad elevations and stuff like that. So now I'm kind of getting derailed. I want to know what the Steelers have money-wise because people are like, oh, that's a lot. No, they they basically had $7 million, even though they had over twenty of disposable. But remember, they could always do a partial restructure of T.J. Watt. Remember, they chose not to put all of Minka Fitzpatrick's base salary into a signing, but they could have given him $3 million more in a signing bonus and $3 million less in his base salary, which would have spread it out over the contract. And they didn't, you know, that would have saved them, you know, over two and a half million dollars more towards the cap. And they didn't. So that means they kind of have an idea with what they're doing there. Kind of like how things are falling out. Are you excited about this, Rich? Overall? Um, I find it intriguing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll be more excited with it when we get into camp. Yeah. Um, when I get guys on the field. But right now I, I find it I find it interesting and intriguing. Yeah. I like I like that the Steelers said, let's do it. Because to me, that you can shore up a lot on the defensive line. I mean, or on the whole defense just by doing that. Because if you add another quote-unquote, run-stuffing defensive lineman. Now, I haven't – I've seen from where the Steelers have gone against Okunjobi. I haven't seen a big breakdown of him yet. Like I said, I walked in the well, door of the did, podcast. Did, all right. Mm-hmm. Did you hop back on? Because I thought you were doing that before we went on the air and looking at the comments on the Okunjobi story. 
I haven't even opened the Okanjobi story. Oh, the Okanjobi, <laughs> the very first comment that came out here said, great, was something along the lines of, great news, now, you know, Chisap and Jeffrey Benedict need to get on, you know, on <laughs> film stuff yeah. so we can see what's well, going on with this guy. I'll be <laughs> honest with you, Jeff, Jeffrey's on vacation this week. <laughs> so I don't, <laughs> I don't know when we're going to get it. I'm All like, right. oh, no. Hey, Kevin, 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 Kevin. You know, step up. Are, and Kevin's you know. in the and Kevin's in the middle of a of a really big series. It's really fantastic. Um, if you're not checking it out at behindthestillcurtain.com, your one stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. So so yeah, I'm I'm kind of dying for that, but I I want to see where where it comes. This goes right into what Jeffrey says. Wait, He's wait like, where, where's, go ahead. where's Andrew Wilbar? He he's not in school <laughs> right now. He he's got some extra time in his hand. No, pull I'll some know. film, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> now, all, all Andrew, all Andrew Wilbar is going to tell me is how how Okajobi still couldn't be able to stop Malik Willis. So, uh, <laughs> so, so love you, love you, Andrew, love you, Andrew. Um, but yeah, Okanjobi, For those of you, I've already got I've already got the spelling memorized because I know I'm going to need it for stuff. To me, this does what what Jeffrey Benedict says is like Chris Wormley is a great number four defensive lineman. You can't ask for much more of a, of a great rotational player there, but when you have him in there as the starter, it's not like he's a great starter. So now you're, you're bumping those things back. I'm going to give a little bit of a, it's not a rant. I'm going to give a little bit of a explanation of what I think's happening here and why the Steelers were willing to do a one-year deal with Okanjobi. All right. It now removes a lot of pressure on Tyson Alu-Alu coming back from the injury. You're not going to have to call on Alu-Alu to have to be the guy to stay on the field when they go sub-package and when you want to keep two guys out there. He's yep. not going to have to be called on as much, assuming Okanjobi is healthy and ready to go. Right? That's still an assumption. But we, we will see. If you see a very small contract for Okanjobi, it might be that he does not start off. He might start the season, um, whether it be IR or inactive or things like that, as he comes back. It could be that the Steelers have factored that in. I, I, that's another reason I'm excited about Kim. But now I'm getting derailed. So that's one thing he can add there if he's healthy and ready to go. To me, this gives you your bridge for DeMarvin Leal. Oh, yeah, exactly. You, you don't your, – your third-round draft pick, because some people said they didn't take a defensive tackle high enough. If you take someone the first two days of the draft, to me, that's high enough. But the third round is the, is the round that you want someone that you expect to be a starter, but you don't necessarily want them starting right away. They don't have to be day one. You don't have to call on him to have a huge, huge impact – Right now, to yep. me, this is the guy to fill the gap and for to let the Marvin Leal come along naturally and not force it. Because what happens when you force it? All right, he needs a middle middle name homework. Okay, yeah. What happens when you <laughs> when what happens when you? I already I already got it. Larry is his middle name. For the t- comment, Rich brought up a comment that said we need his middle name in order to use for the for the preview. I'll, I'll tell you right now, Larry is his middle name because his first name I can't even pronounce. Olamide. Olamide. O l u m i d e is his first name. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Olamide Larry Ogunjobi. So, 
It doesn't really roll off the tongue, does it? <laughs> no, not really. So, so to me, we can call him Olo. Yeah, Olo. I said Ola. To me, let's say you've then now you've got you know Isaiah Loudermilk, who was a fifth round pick, and now you've got DeMarvin Leal, who's a third round pick. You can allow a fifth round pick two years before you would really to see if they can develop to see if you can call on them. You can allow the third round pick another year to develop to see if you can call on them. But yet, because it's defensive line and that is a rotational position group, yep. you can still get them playing time. That's right. Yep. I also think this makes that, oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm going to do the, the next time I have to do a 53-man roster prediction. Do, do Does that keep an extra defensive lineman? Because I was already cutting the Davis Twins and Mondo you know, just to keep everybody else. Now you add Okunjobi in there. Are they going to keep seven? You know what? That's a question that I'll have to answer at some point in training camp. But to really break that down, that's that can be September Dave's problem, not June yeah. Dave's problem. So – and if he's ready to play and good to go, that, that's only a good thing. That's only a good thing. Yep. So I feel that now I should republish my article for Monday. I had an article on Monday. It was the second part um, of what I was doing is what position group is the greatest concern for the Steelers 2022 defense? I always find these funny because I asked the question about offense first and people tried to answer defense. I'm like, Oh, wait, it says offense. And then this one, they said defense. Like, why are you talking about safety when you should talk about offensive line? I'm like, it's just the defense, okay? There's a link to the offense article in the article. But what do you think was the the, the position of the greatest concern? Oh, uh, according, it was the defensive yeah. line. Defensive line was at 43% of the vote with inside linebackers at 31 and cornerback at 18. Mm-hmm. Outside linebacker was 7%. Safety was 1%. I think that I think if we start that poll over, defensive line is going to be one of the lowest on the list. Yeah, it, it definitely drops at least two spots, if not more. Well, I mean, because do you now think that's a greater concern than inside linebacker? No. You know, do you think it's a greater concern than corner? Probably to me, corner. Yeah. See, because to me, a lot of people want a number one corner. I'm like, I just want two that can play adequately. And if you got three guys. Uh- that can all come in to then play the two spots. We'll see how it works. Yeah. But but defensive line, it all it's all gonna work out though. It's all gonna work out. Because right now we're excited because it's a name we recognize as Steelers fans. And we see, you know, someone who had seven sacks last year can now come in and and play and being, you know, oh wow, out there with Cam Hayward and TJ Watt. My goodness, you know, he should be able to feast. Is he going to be healthy? Is, he, is everything going to go right? Because remember, for every for for every Kevin Green, you know, free agent signing, there's all there, there's a there's a Dante Moncrief. The thing, the player that you're excited no, no, about. Come on, if you're going to do this for every Kevin Green, okay, there's Latavius Green. But that's well, honestly, <laughs> yeah, Ladarius yeah. Green. Ladarius Green. Right. You're close. Yeah. Um, who, yeah. Who, I'm sorry. I can get, I can played, get the names He was good. Right. He just never got out there. Hey, I can get the names wrong because I expect a Pittsburgh Dad ep- episode this week where, you know, Steelers signed Lake Okeechobee. Yeah. I, 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 we need something like that. Absolutely. So, 
that's that's I'm I'm super excited about the potential. I'm excited that the Steelers felt this was a good move because they're gonna go make moves that they like. And to me, whether I like it or not, I like that they like it. And hopefully yeah, that- hopefully you like that I like that they like it. So therefore I'll like that you like that I like that the, they like the it. The Steelers have to have liked it, but <laughs> due to the fact that I mean they did the visit and signed the deal. I mean that I mean that was fast. Day. That's what I'm saying. Like Day. that was fast. Yeah. That tells me that the Steelers liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly. You know, you just talk. I mean, you just need someone that that chews up blocks. You know, help chew up the Tyson Alualu. What does he do that was so good? He chews up blocks. Yep. If Okajobi could chew up blocks, guess who else chews up blocks? Cam Hayward. And guess what happens when they chew up blocks? Linebackers are free to fill holes. That's right. So, I love the P word. I love the potential. I love the potential of what it could be. Anything else you want to say here about this, this the signing? Is one of those where, where I think I think Okunjobi look looks at this look looked at this opportunity after he didn't pass the physical for the Bears or whoever it was and get uh-huh. the big pay. It was the Bears. Come in, get a one year deal. My guess is it's solid. My guess is we're in that probably. I'm gonna guess probably. I'm gonna say six to seven million dollars. Yeah, I was, I was going to say gonna, yeah. five. I'd be comfortable with five to seven. Yeah, um, I figure it's going to be six, maybe six and change. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm not going to guess what it is. I'm just saying what I'm more comfortable with. <laughs> but, um, but he has to look at that and say, you know what? I want to know if this factored into his thinking of this at all. Did Stefan Tuitt retiring make him look at the? Steelers and see potential opportunity there after things fell through with the deal with the Bears. Oh, absolutely. Does he, does he look at <laughs> does he look at himself and the way he plays and says, "Hey, I saw what that line was like when it was Hayward all to it." Yeah. Right. Hey, TJ Watt, defensive player of the year. Okay, sorry. Right. You know, <laughs> no, but just thinking the, the those linemen and then to say, okay. Yeah. Hayward's as dominant as he's ever been. Yes, Alu Alu's coming back off of off of surgery, but you know that that could be a thing. Can I fill that role of Stefan to it? Can I deal with it? So when can I be that guy that when they're double teaming Cam Hayward on the other side and I get a one on one block, can I make them pay for that? And I yeah. think he looks at that and says, "Oh yes, yes I can." To which for him. Then after this year, all that does for him is gets him a bigger payday. Yeah, because I mean, imagine you're a guy you just turned 28. Because I, I, I looked it up, and he actually, I'm like, was he 27, 28? His birthday was the same birthday as my son's, um, so I thought that was pretty cool. But he just turned 28, had had a big contract that he had signed. Uh, I'm trying to think back of his deal with the Bengals. It was one year, six point two million. There, that's a that was his I- deal with the Bengals. Okay, so uh, that's about what I would. That would be great if he went and yeah. the same thing. Um, then he had the big deal he was going to have with the Bears, but then there was the problem with the physical. If you're 28 years old and you're saying I want to go somewhere for one year, and then I want to look for that big deal that I would I should have got last year, except I got hurt in the playoffs. I want to. I, I where do I go? What do I do? Why not look and see the retirement of Stefan to it? 
See the Pittsburgh Steelers in that defense. See them signing Minka Fitzpatrick. See T.J. Watt locked in. See Cam Hayward there. See, like you said, Tyson Alawala returning and saying, wow, if, you know, if I get. I think, I think I'm the piece they're missing. Yeah. How cool is that to be? Like, I, to, to then potentially look at yourself and say, I am the piece they're missing that could potentially take this from, from great to off the charts. Yeah. And and if I am that piece, man, did I just did I just place the right bet for myself? Yeah. Well, the thing is, maybe maybe it's such a great fit that that deal comes from Pittsburgh. You know, it could be. Maybe yeah. it's not, and that's all right. And because the other thing that the Steelers might realize, you've got a lot of guys really good at the top. These younger guys might have to really, you know, they might push them even farther to step up their game. If the Steelers have a problem with finding people playing time on the defensive line, what a difference that is than what people were complaining about a week ago. You know, yes. oh, what are they going to do to stop the run? It, the one one player on the roster could change that much. Now, that player could have been someone they already had stepping up that we just that fans weren't expecting. So, and that could still happen. I mean, my goodness, what happens if they say, "Oh my goodness, we can't keep this Leal kid off the field." Oh my goodness, I can't believe the jump that Loudermilk made in in year two with uh, just look at his, his how much he's transformed his body. Oh my goodness, Chris oh my Wormley goodness. out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, to me, yeah. I feel oh like Chris goodness, Wormley. We know what he Adams is. after getting yeah. to go through camp with us. Yeah, and actually spend more time getting to know our scheme. Yeah, you know, it's like you could take all the questions. You know, are there? You know, the title of the show is saying, you know, are there still questions on that defensive line? Yeah. Sure, you we can sit here and talk and make up any question, and it could be, and you yeah. can make very legitimate arguments as to why they can be questioned. They could still be questions, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. But to me, I, I don't think it's questions. It, it's like I'm, I'm not worried about the Steelers' plan for defensive line now. Yeah, I don't feel that they've put themselves in a position where they are having to rely on more unknown than we're comfortable with. Exactly. Are there still unknown? Yes. There's still as many variables. <laughs> is, Oaken, is Oaken Joby's health good? Is Alawala's health good? You know, are any of these young guys, where are they going to go? Is Leo going to come in and surprise as, as, as a brand new player? Where's Loudermilk going in year two? Montrevis Adams, where's he going since he's been here? You know, been here a little longer now. Those questions are still there, but to me, those are questions I can live with. And the fact then that you have more opportunity to get questions answered is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, the, it's a good thing. And if they were worried about him, like his fitting in the locker room or anything like that, I don't think they would have signed him that fast. So that's that, that's just good. Hey. I'm going to bring up what we were going to try to talk about for an entire show. Okay. Um, just because it's kind of highlighting an article that I have coming out tomorrow. Um, I have a commentary piece coming out of behind the You want to stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, it's and what it's talking about is we all come from different perspectives 
based on when we started our Steelers fandom. When you when you first became a Steelers fan really shapes your expectations every year. Every year. And I told my story. And my story is different from your story because you're four years older than me. Okay? You you remember Terry Bradshaw. Yes, I saw him play. I in person. I don't. Because right. the first quarterback I remember playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers was Mark Malone. Mm-hmm. I don't know from 84 to 87 exactly when it was when I started knowing and paying attention. And I hear Mark, Mark Malone, and all I heard was my father constantly calling him a bum, right? Him and everyone else on the team. <laughs> <laughs> him and everyone else on the internet. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, you know. So stone tablets. That's oh. when I. That's when I started as a student, as a kid, and that's just happened to be where where it was. So I had I went from Mark Malone to Bubby Brister, and I told the story of I became a Steelers fan knowing that the Steelers were a team that used to be good. That's who they were to me. They were a team that was once good when they had all these players, and they don't have them anymore, and they're just not a good team anymore. And then I went, then as, you know, as I moved in, into middle school, it was, it, it was the whole idea of I liked other players around the league because the Steelers, you know, you, I was always going to be a Steelers fan, but, oh, Randall Cunningham was really cool. You know, I like, love watching Randall Cunningham. So, so was watching him play with the Eagles. But the Steelers, they were never a team that I actually felt was ever going to win a championship in my lifetime. Then I get to high school, and that's when the Cower era begins. And for some reason, I always had ingrained in me that the Steelers, they weren't as good as those other teams that I always saw. They weren't as good as the, that dynasty of the 49ers. And then what turned into the Dallas Cowboys – even when the Steelers made the Super Bowl my senior year of high school, they were 14-point underdogs, and I never considered the fact that they could possibly win that game. That was, that was where how I grew up as a Steelers fan. I didn't attend my first Steelers game until Ben Roethlisberger's rookie year. I never watched an NFL draft until 2004 because I thought it was intriguing with the whole, uh, you know, the whole Manning Rivers Roethlisberger thing. And I was like, I want the Steelers to get in on this. I was, I don't, I was already married, and and everything. I was two years in, in, into marriage when this when the Steelers went on the run in 2005. Even when they went 15 and one, I still never thought they were a team that was going to win the Super Bowl because my team doesn't win the Super Bowl. That's where my fandom started, and that's where it went all the way. I was like, I was 27 when the Steelers won a Super Bowl, and I never thought I was going to see one in my lifetime. And that's because it's where I started. Yeah, if you're someone different. who's, you know, very different, very different from me. See, very you different from you because because I, I remember wasn't huge fan yet, but you know, I remember the Steelers last Super Bowl. Yeah, in the 70s. Well, they won it in the 79 season. I was born in 1978. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, what, what, and it's not like internet. We had eight channels on our TV and didn't even have a VCR. Eight? eight? Four channels. <laughs> That's what I would say. Eight channels. Channels. What am I saying? Four channels on our TV. 
I was thinking it was, you know, channel that eight made five. no that what got in my mind five. was channel eight made four channels. <laughs> well, actually there were five two, four, six, there eight. Two, two, four, six, eight, and thirteen. Oh, if you turn the antenna, you can catch 13 and watch Sesame Street. Yep. So that's where I come from. So when I see people complaining, like, I'm sorry, I know Steelers Freak is out there in the in the, in the the live chat who's constantly bringing Hold up on, that the God, Steelers. I'm, bring, I'm bringing this one up. Yeah. Thomas Riley, yes. Thomas Riley says, I remember Cliff Stout playing. For that was one year. Yes, Thomas Riley. I do remember that as well. Yeah. If you said you started in the Cliff Stout era, that means you had you started being a Steeler fan in like a four month period. So, because that I mean that that, that was it. Yep. Um, so, but I was in the Malone era. So, to me, I I never believed that my I would I was going to see a Steelers Super Bowl. So when I hear Steelers fans complaining that that they've only won three playoff games in the last decade, and oh, I'm like. I can't believe they went to three Super Bowls in six years. At least they had three playoffs games in that decade. I yeah, mean, the eighties was a rough time. Yeah, and I'm not saying that 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 you we should that fans should settle, but I'm just saying I love the fact I looked this up. I looked this up. I went through all of Ben Roethlisberger's games, and I have, according to my records, he has only played he only played two games in his entire career where he was not possibly going to win a Super Bowl that year. Two games in 18 seasons where the Steelers were eliminated from the playoffs at the time they were playing the game. Two. Yep. And they won both those games, by the way. Just thought I'd throw that out there. And it was I had, I had the numbers written down. Um, I think it was 2006 and 2012 was the two times. So to me, the fact that my, my team, my team is relevant every year all I, 2005. Uh, uh, Russ says, wow, I'm old. I remember jo- Joe Gillum. And I was, yeah, wow, yeah. Russ, Russ, you are old. Mm-hmm. So well, if he it. can remember Dick Shiner as the starter, I'm really going to be impressed. <laughs> because that was before Terry Bradshaw. I would I would love to see that one. So so, so to me, I, I the fact that the Steelers won a Super Bowl in my lifetime, I thought was absolutely amazing, let alone to win two. And every year since then, 2005 proved all they needed to do was play well at the right time to get in and anything could happen. So that's why I get so excited every year to know that that could happen. I'm not dwelling on how many wins they've had or things, things of that nature, because I'm like, they have been right there in the postseason for the postseason every year since Ben Roethlisberger has been with the team. And it's, it's kind. It kind of defines where. Look at how many people. I'm one. I mean, there's got to be a lot of people. Don't put. Don't worry. You guys know what our big question is going to be. We're going to get it out there very soon. There's probably a lot of people out there in the live chat that Ben Roethlisberger is the only Steelers quarterback that they've experienced, other than the 2019 season. Yes. You know. So people that were fans before me. I get it that you, you that it's the 70s. To me, I started the 70s were something that you heard about and my and it was the Steelers were something that well, there was just a team that was never going to do it again. Just imagine if when like Russ who was out there, imagine those fans before 1972, before the immaculate reception where the Steelers scored their first postseason touchdown in 1972 after being a team since 1933. So the, those teams probably thought they were never going to see a championship in their lifetime. Then they saw four. 
Yep. And then you have fans that just happen to fall where I am. So it really, your expectations of the Steelers every year, it really comes from when your fandom started and how it was experienced. Like, like I, I brought this up. I, I did a guest spot on State of the Steelers uh, YouTube show last night. He was in the live chat. I think he's still out there. Um, that, that was a lot of fun. Make sure you check that out. Um, and I, and I kind of brought this up. You know, he first became a Steelers. Neil O'Donnell. Jeff Hartman was the same answer. I'm like, you're coming from a completely different place to me. Now, Brian Anthony Davis, his was Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw. I really am in the middle there. If you became a Steelers fan between basically 1984 and 1990, you've got a, that was a rough that, – that was a time in there where you're, you were used to having low expectations. Yep. So – Anything you want to share more about your story and how it how it changes your perspective of the Steelers? For me, you know, you can define it by, by the quarterback, but to, to me it's like, you know, I saw a lot of those guys on the Super Bowl teams play. I mean, you don't even remember this. I, I had I had the mean Joe green shirt where that said one for the thumb in eighty one. I remember that shirt. <laughs> Correct. One for the thumb and eight. You got more to hand me down. <laughs> yes, you did. Or, so, wait a you second. or was it that size that I never got hand me downs from you because I suddenly became bigger <laughs> than you? <laughs> it may have been. You just watched me wear it out. So, I you know, watched you wear it out. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, you know, I, I remember seeing those guys. And, and I mean, you might barely remember. You know, do you remember Donnie Shell as a stealer? At the, very, at the very, yeah. at the very tail end of his career. That were, hung, that, that were hangovers from yeah. the Super Bowl. Donnie Shell, John Stallworth. John Stallworth, Mike Webster. Yes. That they played into the later 80s. So, therefore, yes. I can remember those They're, guys. Right, you remember those guys. But, like, you know, uh, and you watch those guys and you watch them still be good but tail off at the, at the end of the career. Can you imagine watching? Yeah, you, know, you, you didn't see. I don't think Mike Webster ever played, ever tailed off anywhere. That guy could probably, you know, we could probably go dig him up, run him out there, and he could, you know, start for somebody in the NFL right now. Um, That's just how good he was. Um, But, you know, I I remember seeing Donnie Schell playing when Donnie Schell was still just one of the top safeties in the league. Yeah. You know. and to me, that you know, he wasn't just on those those teams. Then I saw him play when he was still considered to be at the top of the game. Yeah, and that's you know, to me, that's big because for me, then that also helped. You know, I didn't I didn't see all four of the Steelers seventy Super Bowls. I really only remember the last one. Okay. Yeah. Seeing that last one, and then having those, a few of those guys be around and still be really good players for a couple of years, I still had that. I was hanging on to. You never had it. Yeah. Yep. You didn't have. So that. that's that's why I've I because I I was ingrained for a long time as a kid that that it wasn't that. I mean, if you started following the Steelers in two thousand four. My goodness, look at what you were spoiled with the, your first six years as a fan, yeah. seven years as a fan. You were right there at the Super Bowl, you know, in it or winning it 
all that time or, or right, you know, 15 and one in 2004. If, if that's what you're, you got ingrained in or used to as your fandom when you started, then your expectations are really, really high. My expectations are always really low because there was nothing to get excited about for the longest time. So whenever the Steelers are doing good, I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. And the, and like I said, they haven't made it. You know, the, their last AFC championship game was in 2016. Um, yeah, that's been a while. But my goodness, they've been right there. I mean, they almost freaking made the playoffs having to play Duck Hodges. Yeah. I mean, right there. So, and I know some people are like, oh, the, you know, the, 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 I, I know a, um, Steelers freak had said about their chance was with the Killer Bees. No, it wasn't. I'll fight you on that one. I will, or not fight, but I mean, argue about that one. I think the Steelers realized the problem they had with the Killer Bees area, area, era, and that's why they're doing what they're doing now. People are saying the Steelers aren't spending any money on offense. They're spending it all on defense. You know why? Because when they spent their money on offense, those divas couldn't win. When you had that killer bee era and you couldn't win because you didn't ever, you didn't have the defense to go with it. And those guys, you know, they, they were great and they were ready to go on. To me, the Steelers are now getting back to say, hey, we took a shot on really pushing the offense for a while. And guess what? We, we it didn't come through for us. We didn't win that many playoff games during that time. So let's get back to to focusing on getting that defense. We'll see if it works in today's NFL. That's just what are you saying getting that defense. Now it's not that they're ignoring offense. I think we, no, their I offense the is almost everyone's on a rookie deal. Okay. <laughs> you know, but that's and the, the Steelers are going to spend some money on offense. Yeah, I think what we're doing now is is closer to oh, you know. Well, let me say mm-hmm. it, it. It's closer to Steeler football. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's that's the thing. Yeah, they had all those big offensive weapons, but they ended up not ultimately winning them anything. What, where is this? I mean, even in 2005 and in 2008, really the heart of the Steelers team was still the defense. So it just goes, show. let's get to our big question. You all know what's coming. You, you, you know what's coming. Yep. And I mean, this is just kind of all talk. And I know um, – Catch a little bit in the live chat, you know, th- about expectations of the Super Bowl. To me, it's the difference of, of one of the, the start of one word. Do you feel like the Steelers should win it or do you feel like the Steelers could win it? I don't feel like the Steelers should win it because I don't based on where I started. But I have had a fantastic run with the Pittsburgh Steelers over 18 years where I feel that they could win it. Actually, not 18, 16, because I didn't really feel like they could win it until they did. And then after that, I'm like, they really can do this. And then they did it again a few years later. I don't expect it that they should. I just feel that they could. This is what I want from from what from you all. Some of you have brought it up and discussed a little bit. I just want a name. Here's the question. I'm even putting it out there in the live chat. It's already there and ready so you can answer now. Who was the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers when you first became a fan? And if you've been a fan your whole life, who's the first one you remember? Yep. You either became a Steelers fan when someone was a quarterback or you were a Steelers fan and it was the first one you remember. However it is you want to answer that, give us the name of that quarterback. That's our big question. That's what we're going to bring up here. I didn't give you all a lot of heads up before I did it. So therefore, and you're going to you're going to see They're rolling now. Don't oh, we you're going to see the difference in eras and the difference in mentalities and stuff from people based on this answer in my opinion. Knowing that my answer was Mark Malone, probably tell you why I 
view the Steelers the way I do versus yours being t- Terry Bradshaw. Here we go. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there because they are coming quick now. Yep. Uh, first one I got is Steel Dog the first one? Yep. Steel okay. Dog's the first Here we go. Field Dog's the first one. Tommy Maddox. There you go. So you were talking early 2000s. Uh, here we go. Eddie Power says Terry Bradshaw. Um, George OTJ says Bobby Lane. Didn't know George was up there, right? Oh, <laughs> well, George, this is, is telling us an awful Learned lot something about, new about you tonight. Yeah, so. we're, learning, we're, we're learning stuff about you all. This is you this is this is helping us out a lot. Okay, Kyle Stone, Tommy Maddox. Okay, mm-hmm. Brian Brown, Bradshaw. Okay, Ryan O'Toole is Bradshaw. Okay, Kathy Ford, Ben. Mm-hmm. That, that kind of surprises me, Kathy. That's good to know. Okay, whoa, that we skipped. Man, yeah, we you guys are flying Eric, Eric, with your. Here you go. Your, okay, yeah. Eric Witt says Neil O'Donnell. See, that was Jeff Hartman's answer. Okay, um, Jennifer. How do I say her last? I always miss. Quite sir. Uh, very good. Says Terry Bradshaw. Okay, um, drum. Dramaville Skeezy, there we go, says Big Ben, okay? Oliver Wood, Cordell Stewart. See, I call that the Cordell Stewart slash Mike Tomzak era because they were back and forth so much. You, yeah. you don't even know which one it was. So, yeah, so that makes sense. I want to know um, if Oliver Wood, you know, is a musician. Just curious. I don't know. Um, well, one of the Wood brothers. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Sean Manahan says Neil O'Donnell. Okay, George Teston, Terry Bradshaw. Bradshaw. BF Bud is Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. Steelers Pittsburgh. I clicked on it, didn't come up. There is Bradshaw. Tyler W. Ben. That doesn't surprise. We met Tyler. Um, so I'm like, right. yeah, t- Tyler's pretty young and that's right. Yeah. So um State of the Steelers, I knew this one because I asked him this on his podcast. Neil O'Donnell. says a free 14. Um, Steeler Chick 46, Cordell Stewart. Okay. Anthony Godwin, Terry Bradshaw, Reginald Rivers is Bradshaw, Thomas Riley is Bradshaw. He's in that four-month window. Slash Stout 83. Yep. Yeah. He's in that. He, that's the window. Yeah, that is. That is. That's the window. Okay. And wasn't that also – was that the strike season? Or was that 82? It was 82. I don't remember. Oh, come on. You're going to make uh, me look this up, aren't you? No, just I keep know. going. Nope, keep I don't. Up later. I'll look it up. No, that's what I'm saying. I'll look it up later. Uh, Russ says – Joe Gilliam. Um, Gillum. Gillum. I was put in the extra. Yeah, yeah, don't give it the extra syllable. Yeah. Um, here we go. 4TL Music Group, Brister. There's not very many that are saying Malone or Brister like me. I find that interesting. Okay. Uh, Brian Harrington says Bradshaw. Sherry Richards says Bradshaw, the real number 12, the real TB12. Okay. Uh, Gene Smith says Bradshaw. Outside Steelers fan says O'Donnell. Okay. Craig J. Lawson, he said it right. TB12. TB12. Okay. Um, um, Brian Blackstock says uh, Terry Bradshaw, the twilight years. So yep. the end of the that's Bradshaw. Pretty, that's pretty close. That's closer pretty to close me. to you. Yeah. Because I got that last Super Bowl until mm-hmm. he was injured. Yep. Um, Richard Adamson says Bradshaw. Tate Boys, Terry Bradshaw. Tate Boys, are you older than me? <laughs> I didn't realize that. Um, um, <laughs> Kirsten, is that Kirsten or Kirsten? I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a um, how I met your mother reference. Kirsten. No, sorry. No, Kirsten Low. Uh, pick throwing O'Donnell. Yep. <laughs> Steelers freak, 1970. Bradshaw. There you go. Um, the Cuda says 
Bill Nelson. That one I know you're looking up, aren't you? I know no. You're at it. No, I'm looking okay. for the next one. Okay. Uh, Demetrios, I'm going to bring it up because of the explanation. Became afraid of Bradshaw's last year, then took a lot of flack in the 80s. You're kind of sitting there where I am. Okay. Um, Brian Harrington says, says uh, Terry Bradshaw, baby. Um, Harvey Stone says Bradshaw, Super Bowl nine. Uh, wow, there's a bunch of these. Keep just, before, so just before me. Okay. So. okay. Um, Ryan O'Toole already got yours. Um, already got, you know, Dramaville Sky says yeah. Big Ben. We already had that one. Yeah, uh, had that Mark, one. Bart Mackey, did we have that one? Terry, no. Terry, Terry Bradshaw. Okay. Um, Wes comes in with Neil freaking O'Donnell or Neil freak, <laughs> Neil O freaking Donald. I got to get right. Go. There we go. Sorry, Wes. I screwed that up. Okay. Dark storm one says Bradshaw. Um, okay. Um, Evan, um, Evan yeah. says Tommy Maddox, man, you guys are out here tonight in full force. I love it. Um, the uh, Patricia Cas Castanada, uh, says Terry Bradshaw. I hope I said that right for you. Um, a lot of people are reminiscing, um, Brad Jewett says Maddox was the first one he ever remembers watching. I am in a group all to myself. You know why? Not all to yourself, but, you know, but tonight, but, meaning but the, tonight. Yeah. The, the Mark Malone, Bobby Brister era, it was tough for, it was so tough on that group. Yeah. And because the Steelers had come off the four Super Bowls in the 70s and then to go into that. And Dave, I'm sorry. To start you, you there. You as a kid, <laughs> you as a kid, then people, pro, kids that were fans of other teams, probably just loved giving it to you then because, you know, the Steelers yeah. were down and they yeah. were kicking you while they were down. And so, for there are a lot of folks out there then that probably as kids didn't continue to necessarily didn't stick with it. Going, they hopped maybe. off and went elsewhere. Yeah. Or they didn't come back and really get interested until you got into the O'Donnell era. Correct. You know, that's that's possibly it. But no one said Mark Malone. One person said Bubby Brister. Okay? Yep. That That's not a popular era. So now maybe you all can see where I'm coming through, co- coming from, to see that – I I am happy that the Steelers are relevant. I'm happy that the Steelers are in the mix. And I know all it takes is just the right things to line up. It really does take the light, right things to line up. I mean, it used to be, man, a number four seed's not going to win the Super Bowl. Two number four seeds met in the Super Bowl this year. Yep. So all you have to be doing is playing playing good football at the right time of year. I said that during that magical 2020 run to start the year. I said, they're like, oh, how do you feel about the Steelers starting 8-0? I know they went 11-0, but I'm saying at that point, I'm like, I'd rather them finish 8-0. Yep. You know, that was more important to, 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 be go, to be hitting it at the right time. Rich, I've said my piece. I've said a lot. It's time for – wait. Before we get to your final thoughts, I got to remind everyone – about making sure you're checking out the Behind the Steel Curtain Network uh, podcast network. Uh, there we had today. It was a we had a good cutting room floor. We had the draft fix. If you didn't already catch those, make sure you go back and, and catch those. Tomorrow morning, you'll be hitting another Let's Ride with, with, with Jeff Hartman. So make sure you stay tuned to that. And then we've got everything. We've got it all. And make sure you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Rich, what's your final thoughts? Oh, final thoughts. Well, I'd have to say this. The, the 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 news for the Steelers this week came just before the podcast instead of after. Yeah. Um, so 
now, you know, now I'm hoping that, you know, no, nothing major goes on with the Steelers until maybe right before we go on again next week. Let's just kind of get that week in there and um, let's see what other kind of big news can come up with the Steelers. Cause you know, that's what we like. We like news. It makes our job easier when there's good yeah. news out there to talk about. Um, as long as it's good news, good news. Yeah. You know, don't say, you know, news is news. No good news. We don't need any bad news right now. Don't need anything negative. Looking for the positive. Steelers now, 90-man roster. Now we're ready to roll. Now we can get to camp. Can't wait. When I know that it can never really be the same How could I move forward When I keep looking backward I'm just standing still How can I fight this obsession It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.